0: Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I am Kate Madjuke. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And as always, I am joined by my co-host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Give the show a follow at Locked On Dynasty. Hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your fantasy football podcast be sure to keep us in the rotation all season long we definitely want to keep you with us help you win those dynasty fantasy football championships this season we're going to get you there depth depth or high water hell or high water whatever we whatever <laughs> we gotta say <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever phrase, we gotta yeah. do to get you through yeah. the season we're we're here for you guys
1: Uh, yeah. And if you're like any of my dynasty teams, you're already taking on water, Kate, because man, it's been a rough couple days we haven't even got to the first regular season game. We should start with JK Dobbins. Uh, this is just so depressing. Uh, he tore his ACL in the meaningless preseason game, uh, in week three, it was confirmed that it is an ACL injury. It sounds like there's some other damage as well. So first and foremost, How do we value J.K. Dobbins going forward? Because obviously we're not going to get him this year. Uh, He'll be going into the third year of his rookie contract in 2022. He's somebody who has never really been a workhorse guy. They don't throw the ball a ton to a running back. What are we doing with J.K. Dobbins?
0: I think you definitely have to have some reservations, right? Just looking at the injury, uh, looking at uh, the fantasy footballers, injury expert Matthew Betts, uh, he tweeted out that it does look to be a more complicated ACL tear than we would genuinely expect or uh, generally expect for um you know an average timeline of recovery so uh, you know this isn't necessarily a straightforward rehab process i think generally speaking we're probably going to have to be um cautiously optimistic that uh, maybe we will see J.K. Dobbins even be ready heading into the 2022 season, which is oh, super scary. Bummer.
1: Yeah, it's such a bummer because he's such a good talent. He's such a great fit in that offense. Um, but we'll I guess we'll we'll wait and see. So if you if you don't have J.K. Dobbins, are you floating out a second round pick? Is that not enough? What do you think, Kate?
0: I don't think it's going to be enough um, just just based on the ceiling that we know the player to have. Uh, but at this point, you know, if I'm a contending roster, there's no there's no point in in having him on your team. Uh, you, you know, I obviously there is, uh, you know, point to building your dynasty rosters. But if you're trying to go all in on a championship in twenty twenty one. I think he has more value, uh, you know, floating him to one of those rebuilding rosters. Um, and I would be looking for at least a first, at least. At least a um, first, okay. And maybe maybe a depth piece back.
1: Gotcha. All right. Uh, let's move on to Gus Edwards. And that's really the big story here, Kate. Uh, Gus Edwards is now, I think, at least in RB2. What do you just think about Edwards this year as a standalone value? Like, does he finish as a top 15 running back? Does he finish better than that? What do you think?
0: I think it's very conceivable uh, that Gus Edwards could finish as a top 15 running back. I have him projected like right there on the fringe. I think I, I, uh, he's most recently sitting at RB 17 in my 2021 fantasy rankings. The interesting thing about Gus Edwards, I tweeted this out this morning, is the schedule for Gus Edwards. First four weeks, let's look at this uh, absolute um, like pie of a schedule. Las Vegas Raiders allowed the fourth most fantasy mm-hmm. points to running backs in 2020. Kansas City Chiefs, 11th most. Detroit Lions allowed the most fantasy football points to running backs. And then the Denver Broncos, 13th most fantasy points. That's a delicious little schedule there for a team that already has an advantage in the run yep. game. Yep. Obviously, I, I don't think we can expect Gus Edwards will get a hundred percent of the touches. But um, I mean, Gus Edwards—he was, uh, you know, he was efficient last season. He got plenty of touches to begin with. Um, if you're projecting him for more goal line work, I, he is very intriguing. Very, very intriguing.
1: So the most touches he's ever had his season was 153, which is what he did last year, in 852 yards, six touchdowns, right? Like he averaged an insane 5.6 yards per touch. Yeah, I believe that's going to come down at least a li- little bit, Kate, right? Like it's just going to be hard for him to maintain that efficiency. But do we, think- I mean,
0: we, I feel like we still were were of the belief that J.K. Dobbins could maintain that efficiency. I don't necessarily think the efficiency is a huge issue because. I mean, across the board, that is what this offense does is, um, you know, we we have Lamar Jackson under center. His dual ability does open up the run game significantly for these running backs in terms of efficiency.
1: So what do we think touches for him? 200 touches, 250? What are you thinking?
0: Uh, It's hard. This is hard. Uh, I I think what makes this most challenging is not – having a great grasp on the the depth chart in general in, in the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Yeah. Um right now it does seem like um they have oh my gosh, I just his it's name Justin, just fell out Just
1: they've got Justice Hill who is not he was running with the third team is the Tyson Williams was the other guy. Tyson right?
0: Williams, thank you. Yeah. Uh Tyson Williams seems to be the clear cut RB two in this team. Yeah, um, yeah. Do we, hold on. Here's the thing. Do we think they
1: go out and get somebody like it almost feels like they're a team that's going to add somebody, right?
0: My biggest question is, will they go out and will they will they sign Todd Gurley? He did work out for them uh, over the offseason. So uh, we, we know they've already met. They've they've uh, sniffed each other. Uh, they've they <laughs> have gained the scent of one another. Um, uh, so I do think that would be sort of an interesting thing to to see. That would that would make me a little bit uh, any Todd Gurley signing though I do believe he is washed again. He is washed.
1: Yeah.
0: Let's look at the overall efficiency of the offense. I do think he could be a guy that would, um, you know, at least diminish the ceiling of Gus Edwards just because of touchdown upside, um, because of what he's capable of doing around the goal line. We saw Todd Gurley be a top. Uh, 12 fantasy running back for uh, what the first eight or eight to 10 weeks of last season, just because of touchdowns alone. Yeah, Um, I I do think that he, he would be an interesting hit to Gus Edwards. And I I think he'd be um, an underrated ad for the Baltimore Ravens in general.
1: I just want to say this before we move on, just because Gus Edwards isn't on or excuse me, Todd Gurley isn't on this team in week one doesn't mean that he won't be down the line. So the way that these veteran contracts work is if you are on the team for week one, your salary is guaranteed through the entire season. My guess is that the Ravens will look to add a veteran running back after week one once they play the Raiders and that way they can just pay Gurley or somebody like Gurley week by week with Gurley's injury history. I don't think that's somebody that you want to have on your roster. And then all of a sudden he has a little knee injury and he's out for the season. And now you have to pay him X amount of dollars. So my guess is they go into that week one Raider game with Gus Edwards, Tyson Williams, and Justice Hill, and then they add a veteran down the line. So just keep an eye on that. Uh, Let's take a quick break. So I can tell you guys about North one. North one is better banking for small business owners. Serving small business owners is all they do. North One allows you to manage your money from anywhere, whether you're at home or on the go, everything you need to manage your business finances at your fingertips. Never step foot in a bank branch again. In addition to the features you'd expect, like mobile check deposit, cash withdrawals, the ability to send and receive and wire payments, North One is an FDIC insured account that can save you both time and money. North One integrates with the accounting software that you can already use saving you hours of manual bookkeeping and with North One's envelope feature you can automatically budget and save for things like rent, payroll, taxes and more. With North One you never pay an overdraft fee again, saving you hundreds of dollars per month. To get started visit apply.northone.com/locked. That's apply.northone.com/locked. I also want to tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your pro and college football action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Kate, let's talk about the Minnesota Vikings as we are just 11 days away from the NFL season beginning. Uh, not, a, I think, a lot on this team to get too excited, but we kind of know who who the offense funnels through. But uh, anybody in particular you want to talk about here?
0: I do think it is worth a quick note. So over the weekend, we did get some news from Minnesota Vikings tight end, Irv Smith Jr. Uh, he will be undergoing a knee operation Sounds like he's got some some meniscus issues. Uh, so he's likely to miss the start of the season. Now, it, Irv Smith is somebody that I feel like the community in general has pegged for a potential tight end breakout. Yes. Um, yes. Now, I, I want to know, Irv Smith Jr., what is your heat check on him? Because I feel like uh, the community as a whole was pretty high on him coming into the season are uh, excuse me, coming into the off season. Yep. Um, but he's somebody that in general, I feel like uh, the temperature has cooled a bit. So where are you at on Irv Smith Jr.? Does uh, you know his potential to miss time in 2020 move the needle at all for you? So I was a
1: little bit lower on Irv Smith than I think the most of the fantasy football community was. He was tight end nine uh, going into this weekend, at least. I know he's 23 years old, but... Mike Zimmer made it pretty clear that this is going to be a a two tight end offense and he's not going to get a lot of targets. So I just, I just didn't see the volume. Now this is where it does get interesting because without Irv Smith, let's say he misses the first month of the season. Here are their tight ends, Kate. It's Tyler Conklin, Brandon Dillon, Zach Davidson, and Shane Zalstra. Um, I don't know about you, but none of those guys really do anything for me. So it's really just, it's easy spot for me to fade. And to be honest, what that gets me more excited for is just Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, right? Because if a tight end's only getting a few targets in this passing offense, and we can see more targets for Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, uh, I think that's that's really the takeaway. I, I I don't I don't have a lot of, Irv Smith stocks or shares or however you want to phrase that. Uh, I just it's not a big needle mover for me.
0: It definitely, I, like you said, I think the the bigger needle mover would definitely be for the uh, folks who are probably set to be beneficiaries of uh, maybe a few extra targets, maybe a few more uh, targets in the end zone. Uh, I, I definitely, it, you know, it's really hard to move the needle much more for a, a guy like Justin Jefferson, but maybe this is where we're going to find some more of that value in Adam Thielen because- Um, I mean, he's a guy, it led the team in end zone targets by far uh, in the 2020 season. He had 20, 20 end zone targets to Justin Jefferson's eight, Irv Smith Jr.'s five, Kyle Rudolph's two, Chad Bebe uh, also had two. But I mean, literally, you're looking at uh, Adam Thielen and that tremendous touchdown upside. Maybe he doesn't convert 92 percent of his touchdowns uh in that that end zone but i I do think that we could be seeing a um you know maybe maybe going to hold strong in terms of that touchdown production because uh that's that's not not too bad I, i like that that upside there um and it's really hard to ignore that value when um i mean the the dynasty community has all but left him for dead he's only 30 years old
1: Right, right. Um, all right, let's uh, let's move on in this offense. I want to talk about Justin Jefferson. According to Dynasty League Football, he is currently wide receiver one in startup ADP. What? Uh, just quickly, do you agree with that? What? Wide receiver one by a good margin too. Like, can you guess who number two is? What? Why are you shocked <laughs> about this, Kate? This shouldn't be shocked. Uh, Tyreek Hill. It is not. It is A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, C.D. Lamb, and then Tyree Kill.
0: Oh, my lanta. Okay. People are
1: excited about Justin Jefferson. I don't know what else to tell you.
0: See, and this is this comes back to value for me. Um, Yes, obviously you want one of the league's best wide receiver ones, but this is peak uh, buying high for me (laughs) in terms of uh dynasty value there are some players that you do want to buy high um but buying him as the wide receiver one that is a tough grab for me he i think the question comes back uh you know how quickly do you think he repeats his 1400 receiving yard season is it this year
1: yes okay (laughs) yes i mean listen who else are they going to throw the ball to kate we just got done talking about Adam okay and that's fine right I mean, theoretically, both of these guys could be 1,300 yards. That's only 2,600 yards in the passing game, right? Like, it's just one of those offenses where everything is funneled through three players. And when it's all condensed into three players, yeah, they can all have great seasons. It just would not shock me at all.
0: I mean, Dalvin Cook also should not be ignored as a a huge beneficiary of, uh, you know, this overall uh, potential – lack of, uh, lack of targets for Irv Smith, if he should miss some significant time. But again, like nobody in this offense really has room to climb. Dalvin cook is already being drafted as a top tier running back in dynasty. I, I think the issue is just when you're looking at all of these, all of these athletes in this offense, there's nowhere else to go because they're already at the top.
1: All right, so you're you're not loving that Justin Jefferson ranking. That's, that's I'm not fine. loving
0: the value. I'm okay. not loving the value. Obviously, um, there is there's something to be said for a 22 year old wide receiver who just smash uh, rookie receiving record. Like sure, that the ceiling is sky high, but I don't want to buy. It. Like I, I'd rather buy low than buy high.
1: All right, I be- think. I got you. All right, I think we I think we covered the Vikings. Honestly, it's there's not a lot to talk about here from a dynasty perspective. Everything is through those three guys. Kirk Cousins is a what a low end quarterback two, maybe a mid quarterback two, depending on the season. I don't believe he's had a top ten finish like in the last five years. Uh, with Irv Smith out, it's just this offense is not all that exciting. So I think are you good to move on, Kate?
0: I'm good to move on to another uh, offense that I feel like we don't have a ton to talk about.
1: Yes, yes. We're going to talk about those guys in just a second. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about TV Stream. Uh, it's the easiest way to watch all the entertainment you love without the hassle. TV Stream brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That is directtv.com. Also, I want to tell you guys about Build Bar. As you're sitting down to watch your Direct TV, you can have a Build Bar. Build Bar is the absolute best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. Real chocolate with amazing flavors. It's just a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic. Go to BiltBar.com and use promo code lock 15 and you will get 15% off your next box at BiltBar.com. Make sure you're checking out that coconut almond, my current favorite right now. All right, let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs, Kate. Um, this team is good. This team is really good for fantasy purposes. A lot of guys that we care about, uh, but I don't feel like there's all that much drama. Currently, Patrick Mahomes is quarterback one. What uh, We just talked about Tyree Kill being wide receiver four, wide receiver five. Travis Kelsey, for most people, is still tight end one. And then there's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who once again is battling an ankle injury, but he is running back 13 on Dynasty League football. Start us off, Kate. What do you want to talk about with this Chiefs offense?
0: I mean, I think, like you said it from the top, we already know so much about this offense. But I think the most interesting I uh, think point blank for me overall uh, heading into this season is the ADP for Clyde Edwards-Alaire and his perceived value in dynasty fantasy football. I went back, I looked at uh, dynasty startup ADP August of 2020. Do you know where uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire I'll, was being drafted?
1: I, I'm sure high. Cause I remember he was, he was going high. I'll say top eight.
0: Number five overall ahead of wide receiver one, Michael Thomas. Uh, oh, ahead so of Dalvin Cook. Time. It does not. <laughs> ahead of Dalvin Cook, ahead of Devontae Adams. Uh, that is where Clyde Edwards Alaire was being drafted. Uh, the only running backs that were taken ahead of him in that span Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, and Ezekiel Elliott. That is absolute insane madness. And then we jump forward to 2021, and now he's being drafted as the RB12. Um, and I think it's absolutely fascinating because guess what? We saw Clyde Edwards Hilaire essentially at his, um, let's say, at his floor, uh, I think, in yep. terms of um, fantasy football production, because uh, the yardage, the opportunity for touches ahead of Todd, Gur- or Todd Gurley, I have Todd Gurley on the brain now. <laughs> uh, I, I have all of these free agent running backs just scrambled in my brain. Uh, we, uh, by the way, just got a sleeper alert uh, saying that the Ravens are not interested in Todd Gurley right Thank now. Maybe goodness. they are waiting for that week one to pass so they can uh, maybe get get themselves a little insurance policy. I like that call, Marcus. But uh, when we were looking at what Clyde edwards helaire was doing ahead of the Le'Veon Bell signing, he was getting all of the team touches. There was really no other threat within that offense to to get any of those goal line carries weeks 1 through 6 we saw him absolutely dominate he was on pace for uh 1347 rushing yards 83 targets uh for a 16 game pace uh that's that's literally uh, surpassing an 1800 scrimmage yard uh fortress there that's mm. that's nuts that's absolutely insane The issue was the touchdowns in that same span uh, where he was averaging, uh, you know, 21 touches per game. He only scored three touchdowns in that span, which um, when you're looking at touchdown scoring rate in general for running backs um, and especially considering his, uh, you know, dual threat as a receiver, you have to wonder about the fact that like we're, we're going to see some positive regression there. Uh, we are going to see him bounce back, at least I project. Um, I, I think that, you know, we're seeing a, a player that was relatively safe for fantasy football managers, despite the fact that um, he missed some time. And I think the expectations were just set too high last season. We need to buy on the dip for Clyde Edwards-Alaire.
1: I agree with you. My only concern is. Some of the receiving stuff was weird with him. Like, he had multiple games of five or more receptions, but uh, he he was active for uh, 15 games last year. Excuse me, 16 games last year. And there was, uh, looking at it now, there were seven games in which he had two or fewer receptions. So it, how involved is he going to be in the passing game? I think, I mean, I think... 40 to 45 receptions feels likely. I just wish it was more. I think we were sold when the chiefs drafted him that he was going to be a 60 to 80 reception guy. And I just, I think that's my, my fear a little bit with him, but I still think that somebody is somebody somebody who can easily get 1300 total yards and seven or eight touchdowns. And if that's the case, uh, he's being undervalued at running back 13 right now. The only other thing I want to mention to you, Kate, is McCole Hardman. Um, We might differ a little bit in this one, but uh, McCole Hardman, I know it's been a little up and down in the first two years of him, but he is the clear cut wide receiver two right now for this team. He is wide receiver 63 in Dynasty. Are you buying?
0: You know, this is a player that I have gone back and forth with uh, many, many, many times, Marcus. So I'd actually like for you to sell me on him because He's somebody that I, at this point, I could go either way. Um, yep. I, I definitely fell into the um, the hype when there were questions about whether or not Tyreek Hill would be available last season. Um, but I, I don't know. I haven't been sold by what I've seen on the field in terms of, of just uh, his performance. But also, I, I haven't been sold in terms of uh, what he's done for any of my fantasy football teams. I haven't seen the upside yet. So sell me on McCool Hardman, please. Oh, please.
1: Yeah, it's not going to be a problem at all. So Patrick Mahomes in his basically three years of starting in the NFL averages 308 passing yards per game. That is the most in NFL history. Okay. Uh, so if you figure Tyreek kill averages hundred yards and you figure Travis Kelsey averages hundred yards, Right. It's hundred extra yards going to somebody. Is it going to Clyde Edwards Hilaire? Is it going to Demarcus to Robinson? I don't think so. Uh I, I just think he's somebody that has uh, you know, there, there's just a lot of volume available. And heaven forbid Tyreek Hill goes down and all of a sudden he's locked into getting all of those targets. I I think the talent is a little overrated, but the situation is not. So with basically nobody else proven on that roster and he's competing with Byron Pringle and Demarcus Robinson and Cornell Powell. Yeah, I'll take a chance on the number two receiver on the best <laughs> passing offense in football. I, I just think that's the entire argument.
0: You know, I I do think uh, that we're, we're forgetting the number one wide receiver on that team is Travis Kelsey. But I well, want to say, OK,
1: so let's say even let's call him the third passing target on this offense, right?
0: I, you know, I still I'm still going to make the argument that he's going to be splitting those with Clyde Edwards alaire It's not to say that those targets aren't more valuable than most NFL targets, but gosh, the 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 floor for Nicole Hardman is so, so low. He has only had in his two NFL seasons and he's uh, he's played uh, thirty two games. He's been yeah. fully healthy on the field. He has only had one wide receiver one performance in his career. Uh, do you know how many wide receiver two performances he's had five two <laughs> so he has had uh 91 percent of his 32 active games have been wide receiver three or worse okay
1: but again That's, remember uh, like
0: that uh, let's let's acknowledge that that floor is incredibly low
1: It is, but so is the ceiling. And that's why I think he's a a decent value. I just want to say that Patrick Mahomes... Oh, wait,
0: the ceiling is low. So you agree. So you agree with me. I trapped you with your own words. I trapped you with the way that you used your words, Marcus.
1: The ceiling is high. All right, hold on, hold on. So Patrick Mahomes has started and finished 45 games in his career. I just want to mention that, okay? In those 45 games, 15 different times, he's thrown for over 350 yards. Like... This is a, a an offense that is just going to throw the ball so so much, and if I can get a cheap option who has a ton of speed, all he needs to do is make one catch to be fantasy relevant that week. I'm buying. So that, that that's my case, and I'm sticking to it.
0: Yeah, I see. For me, uh, and I get I get the upside. My concern as a fantasy manager is that uh, a you have one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, which not like that's not. That's not a bad thing, but I also think that he's overly smart. I don't think he's targeting Nicole Hardman just because he is Nicole Hardman, gotcha. uh, if I that makes that's sense. Fair. I think. But that's looking at the the target share, the target opportunities, I mean, Nicole Hardman already led uh, or already ranked third in target share among all of these wide receivers. But um, let's look between Nicole Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, Sammy Watkins all of these guys had between 55 and 62 targets. Um that that just shows me that Patrick Mahomes has been willing to spread the ball around if it is not to his one or two. I I'd love to see what the listeners of the Lockdown Dynasty podcast think. All
1: right, I, I, I agree. I want to I want to hear what you guys think. Let's just really quickly before we head out run through some trades, okay? Uh Nicole Hardman for Ronald Jones.
0: Uh, that one would be uh, Ronald Jones for me. I think uh, I'll I'll take my chances with the team's best rusher, which I do okay. think that Ronald Jones is over the the third best receiving option in that offense.
1: All right, McCole Harbin or Corey Davis?
0: Corey Davis. Uh, I'll take the wide receiver one for his respective such team. Haters, such a hate. That's all right. Uh, <laughs>
1: We'll, we'll do we'll do one more. Are right, you ready? This is this is a fun one. McCole Hardman or Antonio Brown.
0: Oh, I think I'm going with the Antonio. Brown. Um, <laughs> all
1: right. Again, guys, her Twitter handle is at FF I want to hear all, at all of these...
0: wet blanket Marcus. Oh, I yeah, gotta... yeah, that's
1: true. At FF Blanket. We got to make sure we can get that Twitter ha- handle. Uh, make sure you're following the show uh, at Locked on Dynasty. Again, Kate is at F a ball blast or wet blanket, whatever you want. I'm (laughs) at Marcus underscore Mosier. Let us know your McCall Hardman thoughts, trade offers. I also want to know what you guys are doing with the Baltimore backfield. So please, please let us know. We'll be back uh, on Thursday. Matt and Ryan will be here Tuesday and Wednesday to continue to help you guys win your dynasty leagues. We'll see you next time.